I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you, and I worship you, O Prince of Peace. That is what. I want to do, and I give you praise, for you are my righteousness. I worship you. God, there is none like you. There is none like you. There is none like you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, so again, this is one of those old songs. I think it was on one of the integrity music songs. It's probably Ron Canoli, I think. I'm not sure, but it's one of the early integrity music songs of the 90s. By the way, the 90s was really a good time for music, generally, in the both in the secular world, in the R&B, generally pop world, and also in gospel music. It was it was an, it was a golden age. There was a, it was just a period when, you know, giftings of music just music just came poured out upon people. And like I said, it it happened both in the secular world and in although most of the people who really did well in the R&B world also came from church so really perhaps it was just but also there were also people who a lot of people actually a lot of those pop artists actually started off in church choirs now that I think about it even in even in you know other parts of the world apart from the US uh, many of them did some started at church some started at home but anyways there was a gifting of music so a lot of really golden classic songs came out in those times i wonder whether some of the music that is being created today would be seen as classics many of them i don't think will have a shelf life beyond the decade maybe maybe not but um, some of the songs have i just you know um like that song could easily be a psalm i worship you Almighty God, there is none like you. I give you praise for you are my righteousness. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. That's that's that could easily be a psalm, you know, on its own. I mean, if this was being written in the days of David, that would be like Psalm 100 and something. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's it's written very much in that sort of evergreen way because um, I think what you find about the Word of God is that it's evergreen and it's timeless, which is why you can read. Um, some of the stories in there and actually see it in your modern world because even though it was documented at a particular time and space God never intended it to be the word just for the moment 
it was his word spoken to all generations and all ages and he knew that it would it would have meaning for people like me thousands of years after when it was written down he knew it would have meaning even perhaps even at the end of the world people you know who 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 you know follow Christ with the resurrection of the dead would look back and be like yes this you know it would still make sense even in, into eternity because it is the word of God and the word of God of there is no beginning there is no end you know the Bible, the, the Bible says that you know his, his word in him is yea and his amen and that's just the way it is that timelessness of the word of God so I, I, I believe that you know also songs like this that are an expression of God's word as well would also be timeless as well they'll be evergreen you know regardless of whatever the world goes through whatever happens those words will continue to be able to reach us to touch us and to speak to our moment speak to our past and speak to our future you know in Jesus name amen so it's just a song of, of worship I really have nothing special to say today other than the fact that I just want to worship the Lord and you know, with every passing moment, I do recognize that I'm, I'm in a certain phase of life right now where my life is changing. And, you know, um, I find that I just want to spend more and more time just getting to know God and appreciating Him. I'm perfectly happy shutting myself off away from the world and, you know, not just not doing things that other people would do or things that people would expect me to do. I find right now that I'm wanting you know the word of God to set the agenda for me and, and my life and it's it's really changing a lot of things and you know I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to God that he's calling me into this at this time because I just see that my priorities are very different and you know I am focused on a different set of things and I think it's helping me as a person it's helping me as a person why also you know God is helping me to also make myself available for his work and his service not according to the agenda that people set for me which is completely different you know but more on the agenda that God sets for me paying attention to those things that he wants me to pay attention to and then you know drowning out those things that he doesn't want me to pay attention to and it's a major challenge because I'm beginning to realize that a lot of what we do a lot of what I have been doing and I think many of us are doing is set by the agenda of others you know for a very long time my whole life was really set against the agenda of my work and that was really something and you know for many years it was tough and I didn't realize how much of you know it, it, it controls so many things it controls your choice around the school that your children go to so many things you know how you wake up how you, you how you structure your day you know the things you take you give attention to you know and whether you 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 know it's it, it it does take a lot particularly if it's a very high you know profile or demanding job it really does take a lot from even if it's not high profile if it's just one of those really out yeah tasking jobs that doesn't really have work hours if you know what i mean as in you know emails coming in all the time your attention being needed you have you are that pay grade where it is understood that i can call you at any time it's um it's it's just really challenging and um so i lived that way for a very long time and it, it got to a point i was just tired uh, you know other things were going on in my life and i was tired of putting everything on hold giving this thing first priority and i now really wonder now that i'm reading the bible and seeing how god 
I really just wonder whether is that really what God really wants for us? And, you know, and we somehow find a way to squeeze God in to all of that. I think the only way you can one can avoid that challenge of making your work become your idol is by bringing God into that work and helping you know putting him first even concerning that work so in other words you bring christ into the marketplace with you but it's it's tough because if that job is dictating your entire time anyway if you if you can make that place your place of ministry then power to you i mean i think that would be the only way i think you can one can actually navigate that otherwise you will have your relationship with christ going in one direction and then your job going in another direction. So I think the, the, the way is to actually merge the two and bring Christ into, into that place, into how you show up in the workplace and the, you know and still find your way to still maintain and grow your relationship with Christ with him and if possible even reach out to others using that platform. I think that would be the only way. Otherwise the work becomes an idol. And I'm speaking from experience. Um, I think for me the demand on my time because by the time god led me to stop the work a lot of things happened to make me get to that point and he made it easier you know those when some things happen it becomes easier for you to know that okay this thing that god has been telling me maybe now is the time to really listen and do something about it so he had been speaking but events then happened everything came together it was just clear you know there was no doubt about it this was what i needed to do I needed to step back from this position at this time and do something else. And what the Lord said to me was that He was He wanted my time and my voice. Those were the two things He said to me. That as I was leaving, the only why He was asking me to leave was He wanted my time and my voice. And then I realized when He said that that honestly, my time was really not His. As in God really had to I had to put Him on a schedule <laughs> because my time was taken up just taking up i'm even just beginning to win myself off some of those habits that i that i've developed over time things like picking up my phone at 1 a.m at night checking my emails you know always checking my phone always checking my emails i don't think 30 minutes to stay away from my phone or my emails for one hour was not my i wasn't that type of person even when i was on leave i used to check my emails it had just become a part of me so, and I think that is why by the time I stepped away, I really stepped away from a lot of things. It was because I had just had it. And I'm, I'm sure many of my other colleagues were probably not working, the, that were not, they hadn't, didn't have some of those habits. So, for some of them, because I see some, some people, even after stepping away from that work, they still go on and do other things that are, and I'm like, wow, how is it that you can still do this? I can't anymore. I just needed to step away. So, God took told me he wanted my time and my voice and looking back now those are the two things that it seems like i am offering to him more than anything um i mean this podcast was one as of that time i had no idea i didn't even know what podcasts were i didn't know it was possible to do one you know the way i have been doing it at such a low entry level very unsophisticated as you must have noticed you know i didn't know it was possible i never you know i hadn't even really listened to a podcast that is not consciously probably over the internet i'd seen some audio things but i wasn't a podcast listener type of person but eventually you know god led me within six months i got to the place where 
you know, it just came up and I never imagined, but here we are. And my time, you know, yes. Of course, a lot of my time became available, not just because of the step I had taken, but three months after I left, that demanding work, the pandemic hit. And, you know, then everyone, came, our whole lives came to a standstill. So we all had time. And then God started telling me what to do. And, you know, and it's just been a journey. But looking back, I realized that, yes, God, I really needed to step away. You have really led me in this last two years. I keep talking about these two years because it's it's literally like I closed the book and tied it up with a ribbon, which is, by the way, something that one of my mentors said to me. He said, my office mentor, by the way, he said, my professional mentors, he, he said he says that maybe it's time for me to close the book on this first phase of my life, tie it up with a ribbon and put it aside and open a new book. And that's really what God has done. So literally, it's like my life started in the year 2020. On the 1st of January 2020, this current phase of my life started on that year. Everything that happened before, it's part of another life. And I think this is the first time I'm saying this this way. But I, I really realize now something really remarkable happened spiritually in my life when I stepped away from that job. God was closing a chapter and opening a new phase for me. Everything that has happened since then, it's not, I didn't plan it, but because God had already pre planned it, it's obvious. When people look on the outside, they think it's, you know, I had all these plans, I, you know, but. They, they won't believe that I did not have any plan when I left. In fact, the plans I had ended up failing woefully. Nothing came out of it. I planned to go and do a PhD in a UK university. That never happened. Never, it never, I never did because the pandemic hit. All sorts of things happened on the home front. That plan was shelved. So everything that I've done since then, set up, you know, a consulting firm, started consulting, and you know, musings with Jesus my other professional network things. These were all things that just God brought my way and made something beautiful out of it. But at the core of it, what he wanted was my time and my voice. So anyways, I'm just going to leave it there because I the same things that when God just does for you and when you see God work, working, all you just need to do is get out of the way and follow him. My prayer for myself and for everyone listening is that May God help us, bring us to a place where where we can be open to listen, to hear him, and to do that which he's asking us to do. And it's okay not to know what tomorrow is going to look like. That's perfectly fine. It's okay to have no clue as to what your next step is going to be. But the most important thing is just to know that he's with you. Because he will open it. The Bible says he will make a roadway in the wilderness. That is him. He's an expert at doing that. He did it for the children of Israel. He's an expert. He parted the Red Sea. He knows how to create a way where there seems to be no way. In fact, though, that's the best thing that he is. He's a way maker. So it's okay. So anyways, thank you very much for listening. I just want to bless him because um, he's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. And it's funny, I start these scriptures with a song. And by the time God begins to speak, you know, he... he the song leads to something else so i guess what the lord wants us to worship him for this morning is because it's just the fact that he's a way maker that's what he is
makes a roadway in the wilderness. That's what he is. So if you're in the wilderness right now, don't worry. God has got you. You are in the right place. The, the best place, possible place for a miracle with God. He can close a chapter in your life. Open it. And it will be like the past never was. And he can create a marvelous roadway or a footpath for you in the midst of a very convoluted and thick jungle or forest and you will find your way to the promised land to where you need to be and how you got there you will not be able to see but the Lord that leads his own through the paths of righteousness for his namesake will surely lead you to thank you very much for listening God bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ